Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Sakun Wong, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And this week, we have a full house. That's right, we got a full house of co-hosts. It's Joey Libro and Scott King back after a short hiatus. And Adam and Eva, my usual partner in crime from the Burgundy and Gold Report. This is awesome. We're back in the saddle again, boys, and we are ready to rock. First, before we get rolling, quick congratulations to Joey for being part of the coaching and operations staff for Prince Avenue Christian's football team and helping to lead them to their first ever Class A private state championship beating Trinity Christian 41-21 about a month ago. Nice work, Joey. Really quick, best memory from the run. Uh, well, I appreciate the congratulations. Uh, it, was, it will forever go down as the longest season in Georgia high school football history because of that two-week delay with COVID. Right. Um, favorite memory, definitely... The, the final horn there in the fourth quarter. Things are kind of getting a little dicey, but uh, we pulled through. Um, couldn't be more proud of the, the players, the coaching staff, everybody else along the way. And uh, excited for spring practice to start back up here in a few months. So I don't know if you saw, you heard this, Joey, but on, the, on Ryan's last regular episode, I, I threw out a little bit of a congrats to you for your accomplishment there. And he said, no way, we're not ending my last show with a regular kudos to Joey. There's no way. And he went all on, I went all in on that. So I, I suggest you go ahead and, and spam his social media now that you know that he just couldn't deal with you getting kudos at the end of the show uh, on, the last, on the last show that he was a regular. So anyway, Scott, I know you got ready to sound off since your Detroit Lions made a splashy, really splashy trade recently. And we're going to dive into that later in the show. So I'm, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about that. And finally, Adam, we've had one full week of the Burgundy and GoldReport.com, your newly launched site, which you announced on our podcast last week. It looks amazing, my friend. Everyone go check that out. And you, uh, and if you haven't already, you're missing out. <laughs> That's all i got to say. <laughs> so, all right. Plenty to talk about today as we're going to discuss the Senior Bowl, the aforementioned Stafford and Goff trade, breakdown Super Bowl 55, go through our annual prop bet pick, and much, much more. So let's get rolling. All right, let's start with the Senior Bowl, which was this past Saturday in Mobile, Alabama, where some of the top college prospects had an opportunity to show us their stuff. Yeah, the draft begins in Mobile. So, all right, let's start with you, Adam. Give us your your Senior Bowl standouts uh, that you want to highlight and why. Yeah, uh, prior to the Senior Bowl, I released two articles. uh, One, the five under-the-radar prospects to watch, and uh, five defense under-the-radar prospects to watch. Um, As far as the game goes, I I put a lot less focus in the actual game itself and more about the week of practice. Uh, So on offense, the first guy I wrote about was uh, wide receiver Shai Smith from South Carolina. Um, He was mentored by Debo Samuel. He shows the same toughness, not the same size, uh, shade under 5'11", about 185 so you know small guy um, but all week he just made plays in the game he made a couple nice plays so I, I was glad to see him come through uh, all year with South Carolina I've just seen him take those big hits of the middle I like him as a day three uh, option for you know a couple teams that are slot needy out there on defense a guy that I love he actually balled out in the game his name is uh, Richie Grant he's actually the free safety DB from US uh, excuse me University of Central Florida he actually picked mm-hmm. off uh Newman twice in the practice that week and then the game he just you know kept on you know stepping up making plays always in the right area 
six about wow. six foot and a half, six foot one and a half, two twenty seven. This guy's tailor made for the NFL. I wrote about him before. Um, just going on a lot of the draft grades out there. I look at TDN as a basis. Um, that's usually one I look at. But they had him in the second, third round range. But I think with the week he had, just the overall hype on him right now, there's going to be no combine between now and then. So I think second, third round, uh, he's probably going to go early second, and who knows, there'll be somebody that bites in the late first round. But uh. Richie Grant, U.S. U C U S. Excuse me, U C U C F. Too many Scott acronyms Smith from South Carolina. Yes, way too yeah. many. Uh, are the yeah, two guys no, that I, I came over the Senior Bowl. I really like Kellen Mond. He'll have he's an article I've coming out this week. Really like his performance uh, before the game. Really wasn't sold, but uh, the guys I mentioned, uh, Shai Smith and Richie Grant, they're two really good uh, day two and day three guys to keep an eye on. Wow. See, see, there you go, guys. Um, that's the type of content you get if you go to the Burgundy and Gold Report dot com because uh, we got those articles out there and you got a lot more of that. But hey, why, why not take about a, a five second hit here and listen to all the highlights? That's some good stuff. All right, Scott, let me turn to you. What are your thoughts on the Senior Bowl? Any standouts you want to highlight? Yeah, I think it was an interesting point about the not being a, a combine this year and, and how much emphasis right. they put on the Senior Bowl. And, and one mm-hmm. one guy that I saw that was getting a lot of run that actually didn't even play in the game was Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. And right. You know, it was so important that players that didn't want to play in the game still showed up in practice. And I saw a lot of positive reaction to his play and, and even talk of him, you know, kind of solidifying himself in the first round, which I, I think might be a bit of a stretch, but for sure at the beginning of the year, he wouldn't have been in that conversation at all. And then uh, Kellen Mond, I know, played and, and, and played pretty well too. So, you know, I think you find him somewhere in, in the, the mid rounds getting picked up would be my expectation. But, uh, right. you know, this is pretty much the last chance to see these guys playing before, you know, individual workouts and things without the combine. So it's just an interesting, you know, continues to be an interesting kind of 12 month window here for the NFL and college football. That's for sure. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, and of course, quarterbacks are going to be fascinating as they move on into the uh, draft season because of the fact that uh, clearly there's a market for them. <laughs> clearly there's going to be a lot of movement this off season and that's going to kind of, kind of segue us into our next uh, next part here when we talk about Stafford and Goff. Before we go, though, I, I do want to make one mention of um, Michael Carter, who really kind of stood out for me. And I know that if Ryan was yeah. here, he would say poo-poo on uh, running backs in the draft. But you know what? <laughs> he did look solid. Eight carries, 60 yards, and a touchdown, two catches for 15 yards this Saturday. I thought he looked great. I mean, he had a lot of burst. And, I mean, he was he was finding those gaps. I mean, he looked explosive. Uh, he led the nation in runs of 20-plus yards of 18. I mean, he just looked like a guy – that could be a, a great part of a, a combo backfield or even an early down back if you want somebody who's a little more shifty. Uh, so I, I liked him. I really liked him. And I actually liked him even back when I saw him play during the year, and I obviously saw him play uh, against Notre Dame earlier in the year as well. So that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. So anyway, Senior Bowl, beginning, maybe the last time we get to see them play on the field. There's no combine, as we all said. So very interesting. Probably going to be a lot more to talk about there. But for now, let's move on to the next topic as I kind of just previewed, hit the bell on this, and talk about that Stafford and Goff trade because the Detroit Lions acquired Jared Goff for a 2021, well, Jared Goff in addition to a 2021 third-round pick, 2022 first-round pick, and a 2023 first-round pick from the Los Angeles Rams in exchange for Matthew Stafford. With the trade, the Rams will now go seven seasons in a row without a first-round pick. The Rams signed Goff to a four-year $25 
$130 million contract extension after his third NFL season and will take a significant dead money hit. Goff will count for $22.2 million on LA's books in 2021 while, he's in, while he is playing in Detroit, while the Rams will inherit the two years and $43 million remaining on Stafford's contract. Stafford is expected to play out the remaining two years of his contract for $34 million with the Rams. Similarly, Stafford will count for $17.8 million on the Lions books in 2021, and Detroit will inherit the four years and a whopping $106.6 million remaining on Goff's deal. But importantly, there is no guaranteed money left on Goff's contract, so the Lions can just walk away after the season if they choose. All right, let's start with you, Scott. You're the big Lions uh, fan in the house here, so what's your reaction to the trade and grade both sides? Yeah, so this one definitely uh, we knew was coming that the Lions were going to move Stafford after they both agreed to it. And I am an eternal Lions pessimist. I crush (laughs) this team all the time. If you follow me on Twitter, I don't give them an ounce of credit ever. However, I have to give them credit on this this trade for sure. I didn't know what they were going to do when they moved Stafford. I was afraid they were going to get like, a box of Twinkies or something, but move <laughs> Stafford to a team, and I'm happy for him to be in Los Angeles in a com- in a competitive situation where he's definitely going to make a run at the playoffs. Happy for him. Detroit gets, you know, let, let's be honest. This guy was in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and people are are sort of all of a sudden forgetting that Goff can actually play quarterback. Right. Detroit gets a bridge guy on a quarterback two first-round picks, which are gold, even though they are in the future, and a chance to really reset the organization. I have to give the, the Lions an A+. And like I said, on the money side, I mean, they're really winning. It's almost like an NBA expiring contract. Um, so the, the Lions, for sure, I, I'm going to give them an A+. From the Rams side, I mean, look, Stafford's great. I've got jerseys here with me in my office. I'm looking at one of them autographed by him. Like, uh, the guy's amazing. Right. But, you know, is he that much better than Goff? I, you know, I, I think we'll see. I don't know that – you know, I saw some pretty lazy over the week that was saying that now the Rams are a Super Bowl contender. And I was thinking, we mean now? Like, that's right. not going to catapult them that much. So, um, but, you know, I gave him a B- minus just because I like Stafford. I, I think the picks, they're giving up a ton of picks and, and the dead money's kind of weird, but um, you know, overall I am happy for the Lions, but I, I can't, I can't walk away from the Lions without crushing them a bit. I absolutely hate the Campbell hire at head coach. I think he's a, <laughs> he'd be a good strength and conditioning coach or maybe a D coordinator who's wowing and bashing okay. his head against the wall. But <laughs> as a head coach, you know, I prefer a little more analytics and, and math than talking about calling himself the dude and, and whatever else antics he has going on. So I look forward to be proven wrong there. And, and um, I will say he's assembling quite the uh, uh, coaching staff. He, he's assembled like a 1990s, 2000 Pro Bowl team as a coaching <laughs> staff. So we'll see how he does there. But I'll give him a little bit of credit, but I can't walk away without crushing more. Well, he was. You see how well Gruden is doing. So, hey, who knows? Anyway, um, and Brad, of course, big first big first move for new GM Brad Holmes. And I believe he actually scouted uh, Goff while he was with the Rams. So maybe he has some, some insider information there. Uh, who knows? It uh, looks like there's some possibilities. So let's turn it over here to Joey. Let's get your thoughts on this trade. What do you think about the Stafford-Goff trade, and why don't you grade the sides? 
Um, I would give the Lions an A+. Plus. Um, that was a lot more return for Stafford than I thought they were going to get. I thought mm-hmm. a, a first would start the conversation for him, and a, and a first and a second would probably get it done. But to, to net two firsts and a third, uh, plus Jared Goff um, in return for Stafford was, was pretty excellent for them. They have a lot of options now in terms of what they can do in the draft this year uh, and years beyond. And let's see if they roll with Goff this year. I'm sure they will, but they could always take one, take another quarterback in the first round this year. Um, and if the whole Goff thing doesn't work out um, this year, then take one next year. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of the Rams, I think Stafford is a pretty massive upgrade over Goff. Um, mm-hmm. I know Scott's watched Goff, uh, Stafford more than I have, obviously. Um, and he didn't seem to think that it was that significant of an upgrade. Um, but kudos to the Rams for, you know, being willing to move on. That's like the biggest thing in the NFL right now. Yeah. This willingness to move on at the right time. Right. And the Rams have done that time and time again. And I saw Bucky Brooks tweet something like, Oh, what does it say about McVay? Like he's willing to move on from stars like Gurley and, and golf or whatever. I'm like, did you watch Todd Gurley play football last year? It's, <laughs> it's a miracle. He can still walk. Yeah. Um, yep. I mean, that's sad. I'm a Georgia fan, of course, but uh, I, I, in that sense, I do give the Rams an A for this trade as well. Just, balls to the wall like if we're gonna win this thing let's win it now let's not like hope to get lucky and that golf will miraculously play well again um and a lot of people give them crap for signing to the to the extension or whatever but what else were they supposed to do in that situation golf was playing well they had gone to a super bowl with him they would have gotten way way more flack for cutting ties with him then than they are now um so I think both sides definitely win in this kind of trade. Yeah, yeah, definitely good points there. Maybe maybe Stafford can be uh, their version of Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. You see how how that kind of changed things for them. So, Adam, what are you? What about you? Tell us about what your reaction to the trade is and give us some grades. Uh, you know, great point about McVeigh. You know, as a Washington fan, uh, you know we were sad to see him go honestly because. He was one of, you know, next to Kyle Shanahan, probably the two best minds that we had in Washington for the last decade plus. But I think what he's doing over there is he knows exactly what he's got. He's got a window right now. I don't think that he'll get two years, three years, and he's fired. I think they probably have a good relationship over there. But I think what he realizes with this defense, with everything that they have in place, uh, Stafford could be enough to put him over that hump. I'm not sure. Uh, Noah and McVay, I think you're going to see them air it out a lot more now, uh, considering that they have Stafford, uh, a quarterback that's able to fit in a lot more tight windows golf. I quite right. like his accuracy from the beginning. I, I thought he was the most, one of the most overrated uh, first-round guys since I saw since Sanchez, probably. So wow. I think that, you know, what Detroit has right now, I think hearing all, you know, hearing a Detroit fan here on both sides, I have a little more clarity of the whole situation. So, you know, initially I was thinking – um, Fields would probably be a guy that Detroit gets, but now um, seeing the money, how everything works, uh, you know, how they can get away from this contract, I, I get, again, I'll give them an A plus too because I think they could go any direction right now, probably with that first pick in the first round, and you know, right. really with all those extra picks next year, that's all in for the whoever the top quarterback is. So A plus right now, this is going to set him up for A plus next year. Uh, McVay, I'll give him a solid B for it. I like Stafford, but man, this compensation. Yeah, I felt stupid because honestly, before it all happened, I said, you know, I really think we could see maybe a first, but most likely a package of second, third, and the players. 
But to see right. this many high picks involved, it shows you it's a league right now that's quarterback desperate. At least 16 teams are going to be start, uh, targeting quarterbacks in the draft and free agency. So, you know, right. we brought a Kelamon before. Those guys are going to get overdrafted. Free agents are going to get overpaid. So it's just the way it is right now. Quarterbacks are a premium, and it's not meeting uh, – there's not enough supply to meet the demand right now. So yeah, yeah no, overpaid. Totally, totally agree with that. I think, I think Joey might have said in some of our pre-show meetings that uh, Deshaun Watson is going to get at least – three first round picks, right? I mean, if he moves. Um, so just, just looking at the market the way it is now and what we're going to pull in there for Matthew Stafford. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be fun to watch. I would assume that if the Rams um, don't win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl next year, this will be considered a bad trade. But who knows? Let's hit the bell and move on to the next topic because now we're getting to the big one, guys. It's the one we've all been waiting for, Super Bowl 55 between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs coming on Sunday, February 7th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Currently, Chiefs are favored to win by three. The Chiefs' money line at minus 171. The Buccaneers' money line at plus 145. And an over-under of 56. Let's start with you, Joey. What's the one thing you're looking for in Super Bowl 55? And then give us your prediction. Uh as a Giants fan, I had the pleasure of <laughs> having Steve Spagnuolo as uh, the Giants defensive coordinator in that 2007-2008 season. I, mean, I was nine years old, eight years old when that season took place. But um, they played Tom Brady and the Patriots. And the one thing I remember from that game is Steve Spagnuolo, you know, bringing a lot of pressure on Brady, uh, disguising a lot of blitzes, uh, specifically with uh, our middle linebacker at the time, Kavika Mitchell. Um, mm-hmm. I remember him uh, running like he was going to blitz, dropping off the coverage, acting like he's dropping off the coverage, and then and then ended up blitzing. And he, he wreaked a lot of havoc in that game. Um, mm-hmm. So I think my one thing to watch for is, you know, a lot of people talk about the Chiefs' offense, but I think what's going to win them this game is, is their defense, and it's been improving week by week. We saw last week against Buffalo um, – a game that we thought was going to be much closer than it was. Obviously, the uh, Chiefs offense had a good showing, but I really think uh, the the Chiefs defense uh, did an excellent job, including their their free safety out of Virginia, Juan Thornhill. He had uh-huh. a he had a great game. Um, I saw an article from uh, the guys over at the Draft Network. They always do a great job. But one of them, uh, Benjamin Solak, actually had a great art- article on Thornhill. Uh, you guys should give that a read. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, my uh, my key to the game is just Steve Spagnuolo and that Chiefs defense, and I will say the Chiefs win that game thirty-one to twenty-one. Wow, thirty-one to twenty-one. Okay, so Chiefs cover. As you heard it here first, this will be see, we'll see how it goes. It'll be interesting to see if that holds up. Let's go on and move on to talk to Scott. What do you think about the Super Bowl? And uh, give us your pick. Yeah, before it seems like every time I'm on here, Joey talks about how old he was when something happened. It makes me feel like I'm a hundred years old. So once, <laughs> once again, all I, of I us, feel Scott, like I it's not a, just you. <laughs> man, I feel like I need a, a cane or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, Tom Brady. I, I think you know there was a point in the mid middle part of the season. Tampa just, I don't know, there didn't look like they had things going on, but. I mean, the guy just keeps winning. He went into Green Bay, no fans, but it was freezing cold. And, and he beat, you know, Aaron Rodgers, who's probably going to walk away with the MVP award. And he just keeps doing it. And and I think at some point, 
you know, there's always the excuses against Brady, and I'm not a Patriots fan at all, obviously, but it just always seems like, oh, it was Belichick, it was the defense, it was the system, it was whatever. The guy's just winning, and I I can't – I'm just going to stick with him for this one. I, I think he's going to experience it, really going to play into it for him. Uh, obviously, you know, Chiefs are coming off last year's win, so they've got experience on their team, but the guy just keeps – pulling it off. I think their defense is better than people give credit for. They, they, they can put a ton of pressure on the quarterback. Right. I think we're going to, going to see that happen. And, it, you know, I'm, I'm actually, you know, since, since we're talking about golf, I'm going to, I'm going to predict a lower scoring game, you know, that, that Rams Patriots Super Bowl. who know, I don't remember what the over under was. It was probably 60 and everybody took the over. <laughs> and they were way I'm going to say, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I'm going to say 17-13 Tampa, and wow. I just think it won't turn out the way everybody thinks. I, I think it's going to look a little bit like that Rams-Patriots Super Bowl. We're going to see a ton of defense. The, the Chiefs' off defensive line is going to get pressure on Brady. I think um, the Tampa defensive line is going to get pressure on Mahomes. I mean, he, he, people forget, I think, sometimes. They've got Sue and – uh, JPP on that off defensive line. I mean, they're they're going to get back there. So, I'm going to go way under and uh, Tampa with the upset. Wow. Okay, that's one for each side. Adam, uh, what do you think? What's the one thing you're looking for? And uh, give us your prediction. Uh, yeah, you kind of touched on it. I think the matchup with JPP and Shaq Barrett versus this uh, depleted offensive line. We're talking about Mike Remmers here, guys. Look up Mike Remmers and look at his track record and his past. I, I think that KC really have better of a game plan to get rid of the ball quick. Uh, so I think with Shaq Barrett, JPP, they're going to be in attack mode in the beginning. I think it's a risky, risky proposition to do with Tyree Kill on there. Uh, so what I think is going to happen, I think they're going to go into halftime. It's going to be pr- pretty competitive. I have it's going to be around 20 to 20, 2021 20, at halftime. But I think the uh, third quarter is when Kansas City is just going to blow it open. Uh, Mahomes, Hill, just Kelsey. It's just going to be too much. And I think, you know, Brady will continue to air it out. Um, they'll get a garbage time touchdown at the end. Final score, uh, 35-27 Kansas City. Wow, that's a that's going to be some fireworks there. To 35-27 with the Chiefs. Uh, I have to say this. I felt downright dirty rooting for Tom Brady last uh, a week and a half ago playing against the Packers. Because as you know, I'm a Bears fan. I hate the Packers. So I have to root against Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the greatest, but I hate him. And I have to say this, that, that I cannot root for him two times in a row. That's just, that's just not going to happen. So, therefore, I'm going with the Chiefs, and uh, we'll see how that goes. All right. Let's move on to our prop bets because our prop bets are going to be the next uh, – what we do every year. We do prop bets every year. So, Scott, Adam, and Joey, we're going to go through each of these one at a time, and I'm just going to ask you for your pick. And – Okay. So, let's go with the, start with the first prop bet. Let's go with the coin toss. That's the one everyone loves to pick. Heads or tails? Let's start with you, Scott, and then we'll go Adam and Joey. Scott, what do you think? Heads or tails? Heads. All right. And what do you got there? Uh, what do you got there, Adam? Uh, tails. Tails. And Joey? Tails. All right. See, I, I love the fact you guys all went tails because two straight tails have been uh, have been the coin toss and six of the last seven it has been tails. 29 times it's been tails versus 25 times heads. I'm going tails as well. Tails never fails. All right. Most passing yards, Patrick Mahomes 
or Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes at minus 155, Tom Brady at plus 120. Uh, let's go ahead and start with you, Scott. I'll, I'll go Brady. Brady, okay. And let's move on to you, uh, Adam. Uh, even though Kansas City, I, I'll say Brady, too. Wow, that's two for Brady. All right. And uh, Joey, Mahomes, all right. Thank you for that. I think Chiefs defense are vulnerable on the ground. I expect to see the Bucks take advantage of that. I am also going with Mahomes on that one at minus 155. All right, next one. Mahomes to throw first, a touchdown or an interception? Touchdown is at minus 370. Not a lot of payout there. Interception at plus 260. Not bad. All right, what do you guys think? Let's start with you, Scott. Mahomes to throw first, touchdown at minus 370 or interception at plus 260? Uh, touchdown for sure. All right. He's going to take touchdown for sure at the minus 370. And uh, what do you got here, Adam? I'm going to say interception just because, like I said, I think it'll be competitive first half. Yep. All right. Sounds good. And you get the plus 260 as well. Nice payout. And, Joey, what do you want? Uh, touchdown. Touchdown. All right. Two of you guys a touchdown. Adam, you got interception. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but the Bucks were tied for the fifth most takeaways during the regular season, and I love getting plus 260 on this. I can see Edwards, Hilaire, Bell, or Williams getting an early touchdown as well. So, therefore, I'm going with interception. I'm going with you, Adam, and I'm going to take that plus 260. Brady to throw first. Touchdown at minus 320 or interception at plus 240. All right. What do you think, Scott? Uh, I'll go interception. All right. Taking the, taking the money. Plus 240 of the interception. What do you think, Joey? Uh, interception, and I'll, it's it's going to be Juan Thornhill. <laughs> you're going to well, if you take that prop bet, you're probably going to get plus a million in, in terms of your call return. My shot. Going to call your shot. I love it. This is great. I remember when I got Uzcheck as the as the touchdown scorer last year? Yes, that's right. That's right. You had that's right. You had as a touchdown scorer last year as a prop bet. I forgot about that. So everybody, Juan Thornhill interception first. Uh, first, that will be the first thing that happens with Brady between interception and touchdown, the interception to Juan Thornhill. All right, Adam, what do you got there? I'll double down with that. Uh, Tom Brady touchdown to Gronk. Wow, he's gonna he's gonna call his shot too. See, this is getting interesting now. I am gonna tell you guys that the Chiefs are tied for the tenth most takeaways, so not quite as opportunistic. Not bad. Brady has been proven to throw. In, uh, over and under uh, here and again, and they did have a couple of turnovers last time he was out in the field. Honestly, I just like the money line at plus 240, so I'm going to go with the interception. And I can see Jones and Fournette getting an early rushing touchdown as well, so that may make his first uh, first between TD and INT, INT and INT. We'll see. Quarterback to be sacked first. Mahomes or Brady? Mahomes at minus 125. Brady at plus 100. What do you got there, Scott? I'm going to go Mahomes. All right, Mahomes, what do you got, Joey? Can you say that again? <laughs> it's first quarterback, first quarterback to be sacked, Mahomes or Brady? Mahomes at Brady. minus 125, Brady at plus 100. He'll take the money. He'll go I'll with Brady. All right, Adam. I'll go Mahomes. Mahomes. All right, so I just think Brady's a lot less money, a uh, lot less mobile, and I love the money line there at plus 100. So Brady it is. Quarterback to throw a touchdown first. Mahomes at minus 120, Brady at minus 105, basically a wash. So it's a pick em. Quarterback to throw a touchdown first. What do you think, Scott? Um, well, I'll go Mahomes. Mahomes, all right. And what do you got there, Joey? Mahomes. Mahomes and Adam. Brady. 
Brady, he breaks it, breaks it next to tie, and I'm going to go with Mahomes and bring it on home. I just think that it's just, I don't know, I have a feeling. <laughs> Let's just go on. Most passing yards with a handicap because everyone thinks that Brady's not going to have as many passing yards. So Mahomes minus 27.5 or Brady plus 27.5. What do you think, Scott? I'll go Brady. Brady plus 27.5. All right, Joey? Mahomes. 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 And I will also go Mahomes at minus 27.5. All right. Let's go on to the next one. Chiefs first touchdown passing or any other touchdown passing at minus 220 or get the money line. Any other touchdown of plus 170. What do you think there, Scott? I'll take anything else for plus 170. That's yeah. Point. I like that. I like the way you think. All right. Uh, what do you got, Joey? Uh, I'll take the plus 170. It's a jet sweep to meet Cole Hardman. No, oh, you're going to try to go. You're really – this is the guy who says, you know what, put all my money on 17. That's a, that's what you do when you get down to that roulette table, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> or put it on double zero. I just want double zero. All right, Adam, what do you got here? Hilaire uh, up the middle, touchdown. All right. So any, any other touchdown, plus 170. You know what, I'll just go against you guys and say passing and take the minus 220. Uh, even though that's against everything I believe in right now, because I just don't want it to be a sweep. So anyway, Buccaneers first touchdown passing at minus 185 or any other touchdown at plus 145. Scott? Uh, anything else, and it'll be Fournette rushing since we're calling them. All right. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, guys. If anybody been wins a million dollars on these picks, please, please send us a thank you on Twitter at minimum or, you know, buy us a beer or something. All right, Adam, what do you got? I can't, sorry, I, I broke up. Can you say it one more time? Buccaneers, first touchdown, passing at minus 185 or any other touchdown at plus 145? Any other touchdown. All right, and Joey, what do you got? Let's go passing. Passing. He breaks it up, and I'm going to go with any other touchdown. I can see this being a Fournette or a or, or some, some combination of Jones or somebody <laughs> getting rid of that one in there. All right. Let's see uh, what we got here. Let's uh, move ahead and say total net offensive yards over 799.5 or under 799.5. So the over-under at 799 total net offensive yards, 799.5. What do you got here, Scott? Under. Under. Okay. What do you got here, Joey? Over. Over. And what do you have here, Adam? Under. Under, and I am also going with the under. I can see that happening. So let's go ahead and move with the most kicking points, Butker or Suckup. Let's go, Scott. Um, Interestingly, Butker at minus 125, Suckup at plus 100. Yeah, Suckup. All right. And what do you got, Joey? Butker. Butker and Adam. Suckup. Suck up. All right. And I will also go suck up. I just feel like there's more chances of stalling there and I see a lot of fourth down uh, attempts in this game for some reason. All right. Let's uh, go ahead and move on to total punts in the game over under six and a half. Scott. Over. Over. Okay. And Joey. Under. Under. And Adam. Under. All right, and I will say this. Uh, in 2020, NFL teams averaged an all-time low 
in uh, 3.46 punts per game. I think there will be plenty of scoring, but perhaps more of our fair share of field goals, probably some fourth down tries. I'm going with the under on that one. All right, here's some fun ones. Length of the national anthem. R&B star Jasmine Sullivan and country singer Eric Church will be joining forces to sing the national anthem. What do you think here, Scott? Always take the over. Always take the over. All right, Joey? (laughs) But over. All right, over. Adam? Try uh, definitely over. Definitely over. And I think that since there's two of them singing, average length of the Super Bowl, the uh, national anthem is one minute, 55 seconds. But there's two of them singing. I think it's definitely going to go over two minutes. So take that. Will the weekend first be seen with sunglasses on his face? Yes, minus 140. No, plus 100. All right. What do you think there, Scott? The weekend with sunglasses first? Yeah, he'll... He'll he'll go for the Michael Jackson look, which will age me even further than I already have with Joey. So, yeah, All right. Brilliant. All right. What do you think, Joey? No. Under. No. Or, All right. No, yeah, yeah. A no. All right. All right. What do you think there, Adam? With or without no, my glasses? Um, I, I have two little girls. That that's what music being played in my house a lot. Save your tears. Yeah, he's gonna have his sunglasses on to be sure. Yeah, have- for sure. <laughs> I think it's possible, but I did Google it just for fun, and six of the first 25 photos on Google search did not have sunglasses. I like the money line value. I'll take note of 100. All right. Will the weekend first be seen with gloves on his hands? Yes, minus 500. No, plus 300. What do you think, Scott? I'll, I'll stay with the Michael Jackson theme. I'll say yes. All right. And he's going to keep <laughs> channeling his inner Michael Jackson. All right, Joey? Yeah, he'll have gloves on. All right, and Adam? Uh, without a doubt, he will, yes. Without a doubt, he will. All right, and I have no idea, but since you guys said yes, I'm going to say yes as well. So the weekend's final guest on stage, Ariana Grande, Drake, Doja Cat, BTS, or Kenny G? Again, Ariana Grande, Drake, Doja Cat, BTS, or Kenny G? All right, Scott? I, I mean, just... For comedy's sake, I have to say Kenny G. Kenny G. All right. All right. And uh, let's go with you, Joey. What do you think? Uh, Doja Cat. Doja Cat. All right. Yeah, this is mixing it up. I love this. All right, Adam. I'm going to say the same because, honestly, I know all of them in the Doja Cat. I'm not really that familiar, but I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay. Well, I'll tell you this. Scott is taking the biggest risk. Kenny G at plus 500, so you get a nice big payout. <laughs> if Kenny G comes out there on the saxophone, this would be amazing. I'm going with Ariana Grande. There was a leaked set list by GQ Mexico earlier today, and she did collaborate on positions. So Ariana Grande is my pick at plus 175. Last one of the day, guys. Will Berger – be said by Andy Reid in a post-game on-field interview. Yes, at plus 550. No, at minus 1,000. So what do you think there, Scott? Well, I'll take the plus 550 odds, whichever one that was. Yeah, that's a yes. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like, you know, they, as the office said, if somebody gives you 10,000 10, to 1 odds, you take it. All right, so Joey? I'm going to go yes, and I'm going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm going to bait that out of him somehow. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, how do you feel about burgers, Andy? <laughs> burgers? <laughs> burgers? What do you mean? <laughs> All right, Adam, what do you think? Yes or no? I'm going to say yeah, because believe it or not, so I got a lot of friends who play college ball, and they do sit around and talk around this stuff, about this stuff, and coaches do. And someone's going to say, say it, and they're going to, so they're going to put a bet on Vegas. So, yeah, definitely he will. 
Yeah, I, I have a feeling someone's going to bait him into saying burgers at some point as well. Oh, a full sweep. There you go. We all believe that he's going to say burger in his post-game on-field interview, so keep an eye out for that. Well, that is it. We're at the end of the show. That's a big one. Let's hit the air horn. Woo! That was a, that was a big one, guys. That was action-packed because we had uh, so much to cover and, of course, the Super Bowl coming up. Hey, let's just make it around and t- give everybody your social media. Let's start with you, Scott. Yeah, uh, follow me at uh, at NFL Fantasy underscore more on Twitter for more about how much I hate the Lions and how much I hope they <laughs> don't screw this trade up. No more Matt. No more fat Matt Stafford is your avatar. That's kind of interesting. So that, that that's fun. Nice new nice new look for your Twitter account. Everyone go check that out. And uh, Joey, how about your social media? Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Joey Libro. All right, and Adam. As always, uh, follow me at the BNG Report. As we were talking about my website, we're about a week in right now, theburgundyandgoldreport.com. You'll find all your draft needs, Washington-related content. Podcast tonight will be on there. Uh, Burgundyandgoldreport.com. Go check it out, guys. Absolutely. Everybody check it out. Some great content there. And again, thanks for tuning in and wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your NFL weekend, Super Bowl 55. We'll be back next week to break that down, so don't miss it. And enjoy the week. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.